What's happening, good people? Can you believe it? Season four of Goal Camp. Incredible. Thank you so much for your support. And we're going to do what we always do, focus on setting goals, but more importantly, becoming the person and becoming the people we need to be to achieve our goals. There's no sense in drawing out this introduction. Let's get after it. I'm Derek Lott, your camp director, and this is Goal Camp. As president of Acacia Insights, our guest helps individuals, teams, and organizations transform from good to great, enhancing awareness, increasing productivity, managing change, and accelerating growth. Prior to launching her own company, our guest was an executive with the Tribune Company's Orlando Sentinel for more than two decades. With vice president roles in new business development, planning and corporate communications, among other business management and marketing positions. She has been engaged in the community for many years, serving on the regional boards of directors of organizations including Junior Achievement and United Arts, and has mentored managers throughout the U.S. for Women Unlimited. Originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma, our guest both advocates and exemplifies lifelong learning. She was graduated from Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts and attended the University of Nairobi, Kenya, Amherst College, the University of Tulsa, and the Advanced Executive Program at Northwestern University. Join me in my conversation with our guest, Ashley Allen. I have been great. Thankfully, I've been very healthy. My family's been healthy, but it has certainly been a learning experience and a test of our resilience and strength over the last two and a half years. It's good to see your face, and I'm so excited for the conversation that we're going to have about goals. So interesting when we talked with me first about Goal Camp, and, and I just think you have such a wonderful process, and you bring such great energy to it. And you got me thinking that when did I start setting goals? And I've, I'm pretty much of a planner and I've been that way in my adult life, but I started thinking, you know, how little was I, how young was I when I started setting goals? And as I thought through this, something occurred to me that hadn't occurred to me in probably decades, which was when I was in kindergarten, and I don't remember this, but thankfully my mother did. I said I wanted to go to the University of Nairobi. I could not pronounce R's, so I pronounced it the University of Nairobi, and that's where I wanted to go. And I don't remember it. I I remember why I loved the notion of going to Africa, et cetera, but I didn't remember setting that goal. Well, fast forward, I guess it would have been 14 years, and I was leaving my hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma, to go to the University of Nairobi. My mother reminded me of that goal, and she said, you may not remember this, but you set this goal when you were in kindergarten, and enjoy it. And I certainly did. It was a life-changing experience. It just, to me, was such a great example of how when we set these goals, even if you're small, even if you're young, that they work on you and you work on them. Hopefully we, we achieve many of those things that we want to achieve in our lives, both personally and professionally. That's an amazing story. And it supports my thoughts that we set goals in our minds, but our hearts and our subconscious goes out, captures those goals. A lot of people say, oh, you got to write down, you got to focus, you got to say it every day, you got to get, get really into it. I said, eh, when you believe in something and you want something, you can speak it 
And subconsciously, your your body, your mind, and everything begins to conspire together. I even believe the universe begins to pitch in and help you go where your heart's desire. So tell us where you're from, where you grew up, and what you do for a living. Wonderful. Well, I mentioned that I was from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I, I was born and raised in Tulsa. It was a very interesting town to grow up in. It, it still is because of the oil booms that it had and then the oil busts. So it was a community that had a lot of great success, but also some incredibly difficult years and just had a really wonderful childhood there. But I could not wait to leave. I was one of those that just wanted to venture out. And I ended up in college in Massachusetts. I was at Mount Holyoke College where I graduated, which is one of the women's colleges in Western Massachusetts. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was an incredible experience for me, very much liberal arts. One of the things that ties back to the goal that I had said about going to University of Nairobi is that my major was in anthropology and specifically in physical anthropology. And then I shifted it to religion or philosophy of religion. And you would think that those things are diametrically opposed, but they really have a lot in common from the standpoint of the process, the scientific process, the thought process that you go through in those educational areas. And I've, I got into marketing, I got into writing, I got into other aspects and planning, but I firmly believe, although people would kid me about this crazy education that I'd gotten, that everything that I have done in my adult life has really been a process, a planning process. And those wonderful skills that I learned, multidimensional thinking and problem solving skills really have been very helpful for me over my career. I was in publishing for nearly 25 years and related media with Tribune Company. It was a great career. I called it first career. I called it the professional equivalent of serial monogamy. I was able to have many different jobs and stay with the same company. But I also knew that there was a point when I would want to go on my own and I would want to start a company. Didn't know when, but I knew I would know the moment was right. And I had done some planning in anticipation. And that time was 2008 into 2009. Not the greatest economy in the world to start a business. And the first couple of years were rough, but it has been such a pleasure being an entrepreneur. And my focus is working with clients in planning areas, such as strategic planning and scenario planning, but also leadership development and a lot into personal brand. As a former marketer, I love the notion of personal brand. You make this decision. I need to go out on my own. I want to go out on my own. What was that like to make a transition like that? And that's a great question. And I will tell you that there are some things that I did right. And there were some things that I woefully underestimated. Again, kind of having a planning brain, a planning mind, I knew that I wanted to do some longer range planning and some short term planning. So strategic planning and operating planning, if you will, and primarily in the areas of what did I want my clients to experience? What areas did I want to go into? I did a scenario plan for my careers and tried to figure out which directions I could go. Even though the goal setting that I did ended up being quite effective, the one thing I underestimated is the time and energy it took to build the business, literally to find the clients. The work itself is as wonderful as it is and as complex as it can be. That's not the hard part. At the beginning, it's finding the client. And especially with, I know many of, of the people you've spoken with have worked with larger organizations. 
And when you work with a large organization, especially in a leadership and an executive role, many times you or your team thinks up something and you get the budget approved and you do it. When you have your own business, you have to find the client first before you can do any of that. So that was the challenge. And I, again, underestimated that. And so the first year-ish and a little bit more were pretty challenging. But after that, I kind of found the cadence, have, have never turned back, have really enjoyed it and just have phenomenal clients with whom I work. I want to talk a little bit about your process or approach to two things that you said. One, focus area your niche, where you're going to play. I've talked to a lot of people that say, I just, if you were warm and breathing, how did you get to that point where you were able to pick your focus areas? Was it based on what you had done on your previous career? And so you parlayed that into how you wanted to move forward? In a way it was. And and then that led to some new things too. But I'm a firm believer in understanding your strengths, understanding what you're good at, but also what you really enjoy doing. So I wanted to, first and foremost, think of those things that not only I was fairly good at, but also that I wanted that notion of constant improvement, that, you know, in- incremental growth for myself and my what I could offer my clients, but also things that I just enjoyed. I had been a functional manager and leader for many, many years. I remember the challenges that I had as a manager of people and and wanting to develop their talents and skills and the resources that I used through Tribune Company that were phenomenal in those days. I wanted to be able to kind of instill that feeling at the same time, I love planning. I did a scenario plan. I remember I sat down one Sunday afternoon and in about 90 minutes, I created a very high level plan of different scenarios that I could entertain. And I came up with 19. And I know that sounds weird, but you know, some of them were variations on a theme, like maybe a coach in certain areas or planning of a certain kind. I even thought about going back to school to become a psychotherapist or different things. At the very bottom one, I put cat whisperer because (laughs) I wanted to have something like funny at the end when I shared it with people and to see if they read through it. Just a very simple two-page high-level plan. And then I put it away. So I did the brainstorming, that kind of iterative process, the brainstorming, put it away for a few weeks, looked at it again, and then started vetting it, then started saying, what's realistic? What's going to be something that not only I would enjoy and that I would bring value to clients, but what's reasonable? What's marketable at this point? And it ended up being really a hybrid of two or three of the different things that I'd noted. And like with any scenario plan, it never exactly plays out as you think it will. It usually ends up being a hybrid of two or three. You talked about the incremental growth. Talk a little bit as you've gone through this thing, how how that applies to your success. I have been really blessed with the fact that I've I've always been a lifelong learner. I've always had that curiosity to learn different things and to experiment and to kind of challenge myself and and certainly learn from others. Oh my gosh, from from you, from so many people with whom I've had the pleasure of working and friends and family and books and podcasts and videos school. But I also firmly believe in the fact that I know I'm rarely good at anything from the beginning. I have to start at the beginning and take little baby steps. And then that incremental growth that and being willing to recognize that it is a messy process. When you are learning something, when you're growing, it's not linear, it's not lockstep. It just takes forward steps, backward steps. And you need to have that tenacity 
and that dictativeness to to stay with it if it's something you want to achieve and recognize that incremental growth is progress. You're not where you want to be yet, but you're taking those steps to achieve it. I've played music my entire life and I've aspired to be great and better at it, but I haven't done the work. That incremental growth that you talk about for what you do want to do and what you are focused on are you making that incremental growth because it's that incremental growth that will lead to the ultimate destination and give you the success you're looking for and success it's not a destination it's a journey and it's a continual ongoing process oh you're you're so right Derek and i'm so glad that you had told me about your experience with music and learning to play the trumpet you got a lot better at it than i am but i have mentioned that i about six and a half years ago started to learn to play the violin, but specifically the fiddle, same instrument, different kind of music, but no one told me how hard it is to play the fiddle. I'm a believer that to keep your brain fresh, just give yourself a challenge that learning a musical instrument, learning a foreign language is just a great exercise. My phrase for how I am doing with my fiddle playing is it's counterintuitive. You can be so bad at something, but thoroughly enjoy it because I am bad. I mean, when I first started, my husband had noise canceling headphones and I would start to play and the cat would jump off the couch, run away. Now you can almost recognize the songs that I'm playing. It has given me a wonderful byproduct of this from a personal and professional standpoint is it really reminded me of what it's like to be a newbie, to be brand new at something, learning something and what it feels like. And as adults, especially, I know so many in your audience and certainly you, Derek, in your careers, you're used to a certain level of success. You're used to being the one who has great ideas, that you're smart, you've accomplished a lot. It feels very humbling to be bad at something. And it really has changed the way I approach coaching and about working with people perhaps who are in job transition or other life transition. It's humbling, but it's also inspiring. Who knew? That was one of those serendipities. Didn't know uh, I was going to learn that. <laughs> the one thing in life I've always challenged myself to overcome is the fear of trying. Mm, yep. If you don't try new things, you can't get the benefit. When you're learning something, it's going to stretch your brain. It's going to challenge you and it's going to keep you young and vibrant and alive. But you got to get past that fear of trying. Oh, you do. And it, and again, it keeps you humble too. You just made me think of something too, the notion of learning and of the potential for failure. You're out of your comfort zone. You're on that border of uh, success and failure. Years ago, one of the roles that I had with Tribune was in new business development in the Orlando market. And so it was diversifying, getting into other types of media. And I will always remember the publisher then, Tip Liffendahl, Harold Liffendahl, who said, you need to realize that only three in 10 businesses succeed. So as you and your team look at options and opportunities, recognize that you will have failures, that there will be projects and lines of business and other things that will not work. And I remember kind of nodding my head saying, you know, listening, being very attentive. And I was, I was walking out the door. I thought to myself, well, other people have failed, but we won't. Well, I was wrong about that. There were, it's thankfully, there were some wonderful successes that are still alive today. But I like to say not only, and I put this pressure on me alone, not only were there a few failures, there were a couple of howling failures and things that you just go, oh my gosh, this just went in a totally different direction, I believe. But boy, did we learn from that. And boy, did, I certainly did. And I just had so many incredible colleagues 
that I worked with that were smarter than I am. I learned so much from them, but it was a difficult process sometimes. But oh, just I think of how much that we all learned in that trying to grow, trying to learn, trying to experiment. Absolutely. That's a great opportunity for us to turn our attention to something we both fundamentally believe in and have committed ourselves to, and that's mentorship. And I want to ask you kind of a wrapped question. Who have been some of your mentors and some of the most influential And what have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned from those mentors? Oh my gosh, it's really interesting. I think I am very much a pick and choose kind of person that there are certain aspects of individuals. I really have never had a formal mentor. That said, and I know Derek, you and I have co-mentored with Women Unlimited in the past. I believe, firmly believe that I have gained as much insight and education and certainly energy from the people who we've mentored than I gave as a mentor. That makes sense. I look at I kind of look at things categorically. I look at, you know, what's a presence? What kind of executive presence does a person have? And might take a little nugget from that. Or what kind of voice or what kind of skill? Or how did this person have this career path? Again, this is where curiosity comes in. I've never been afraid to ask people questions. And I think that is one of the hallmarks of mentoring too. You know, asking those really thoughtful, deep questions and then listen deeply and let people explore and let them work through these things. So I would say from a mentor standpoint, again, I'm an avid reader and observer and uh, pick and chooser. And what have those lessons been that you would pass on anyone? Oh, well, the first one is get out of your comfort zone. I mean, really understand how, how important it is to push the edge of the envelope to really recognize what you believe your limitations are and then step a step over. It doesn't need to be a giant step. It can be a baby step, but really kind of test yourself. One of the other ones is to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you are and to really engage in those conversations with people that have differing opinions, different experiences, you know, life experiences, you know, professional experiences, and just understand their journey and what has challenged them and how they've come up from failure, how they've dealt with adversity and obstacles in their lives. And really the other one is just enjoy it. Enjoy the adventure. Whatever it is, you want to surround yourself with people that you respect, who who give you energy, and you want to just grow, have them grow and you grow with them. The only other thing I will say too, and this gets into goal setting, I also really am a proponent of setting those goals relating to your health and well-being first, because I believe that without abundant energy and great health, you're not going to be able to accomplish all those things you want to accomplish. So it's that notion of being good to yourself, really making your health and well-being set those goals first. I've made some pretty significant health and wellness goals over the decades, and I'm very grateful that I did. Some things are non-negotiable and taking care of yourself. That's a lifelong goal. I couldn't agree with you more about take care of your health first. That will keep you in the game because if you get sidelined due to an injury, you're on the bench. Yeah. And that's been a challenge for all of us these last couple of years. And with so many different demands and so many different things that we've had to deal with and so much uncertainty, it is hard. It is hard to do it. But boy, just that recognition that without 
that well-being without that energy and abundant health, all of those great things that you want to achieve, you might not. So keep that first and foremost. Tell us how people could get in contact with you. The best thing to do is to go to my website, which is acaciainsights.com. And acacia as in acacia tree that thrives in healthy climates and thrives in adversity. That was part of the, the reasoning for my naming the organization, but acaciainsights.com. I so appreciate, again, Derek, the work that you're doing and the not only the process, but just the, the energy and the enthusiasm. You're too kind. I've just picked up so much from you as we've worked shoulder to shoulder to make other young women who are pursuing their professional desires and want to be more than they are today. Appreciate you so much. This has been special. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much, Derek. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for listening to Goal Camp. Visit our website at DerekCLot.com forward slash Goal Camp. Find and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Derek C. Lott. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Achieving your goals is not something you can do alone. Find a partner that can keep you accountable. Until next time, this is Derek Lott signing off.